Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. From AccuWeather.com, this is Everything Under the Sun. It's our weekly podcast featuring in-depth interviews with experts from AccuWeather and from around the world. Bringing you behind-the-scenes information, stories, and news on the weather, climate change, and the outdoors. Covering topics from the worlds of science, sports, and space. It's all the information you need to weatherproof your life. And now, here's the host of Everything Under the Sun, AccuWeather meteorologist, Dean DeVore. It's episode 12 of our spring series here for 2022, and... I look at the weather map and I wonder, in the east, it's going to feel like full-blown summer for a couple of days, while out west, Denver dealing with snow as we drop this podcast here on this Friday. Friends, welcome in. In our second segment, we'll talk with Brett Anderson about the weather for the upcoming weekend and week beyond, which will see people sweating along the eastern seaboard and that cold air moving eastward from the western part of the country. How will that all bear out? We'll talk about that with Brett here coming up in a few minutes. But up first in our first race of focus segment. We are on the cusp of summer and it looks like a dangerous one with weather problems that will rain from wildfires to drought and heat and challenges in keeping cool with the energy grid in your pocketbook taking big hits. We'll talk about that with Paul Pastelock, our senior long-range forecaster coming up. Friends, sit back and relax. It's time to talk about everything under the sun from AccuWeather.com. One of the things we take very seriously here at AccuWeather is protecting lives and property and making sure that people understand how the weather is going to affect them, their lives, their pocketbooks, and everything else in between. And we talk about that as weatherproofing your life. And with some of the stories that I've been seeing about, obviously, the inflation situation that's going in uh, in the direction of taking energy prices up so high, we've got uh, all this heat and wildfire and drought concern, and certainly the energy grid is looking to be susceptible. Just saw some studies this week about there is likely to be severe rolling blackouts at times throughout a lot of the western part of the country and even up into the Great Lakes. I wanted to talk with our senior long-range forecaster, Paul Pastelock, who is uh, in charge of our long-range team about the wildfire threat as we get into wildfire season, the problems with drought and electric prices and energy prices and problems associated with some of the tough weather that's seems to be ahead here in this late spring and early summer and even beyond. Let's welcome in Paul Pastelock to Everything Under the Sun from AccuWeather.com. Paul, great to have you with us here on Everything Under the Sun. And I really wanted to spend time with you on three kind of specific topics as we look ahead, because there are some headlines out there and some problems going forward that we've talked about a little bit, but I want to spend a little time. The first is the wildfire situation. And the AccuWeather wildfire forecast for this season, which in a lot of areas got off to an early start. I don't know if the fire season went down out west, right? There, there, there necessarily wasn't a lag, but our forecast for that came out early May. It's been a couple of weeks, but uh, this is an amazingly dangerous situation that 
looks like it's only going to get worse. And I wanted to talk to you a little bit about just over the past couple of weeks, what you've seen and how that uh, is evolving and areas of, of concern that are already having problems and could have even more problems here going over the next several weeks. Yeah, what we've seen so far is things are working out, unfortunately, the way we planned it to be from what we looked at back actually back in the late winter early spring we felt that this is going to be a very bad wildfire season out west over 90 percent of the west is under some level of drought conditions wow. and with that situation the first thing there uh you know you're you're dealing with uh you know a mega drought on top of that in the southwest that's been going on since 2000 so whatever rain you got it didn't do much right. from the uh, late winter, early spring. And the La Nina pattern in Enso that we look at, La Nina and El Ninos, La Ninas typically don't bring a lot of rain, any promise to the southwest. Well, that succeeded this year. And and we we kind of picked up on that uh, a few months ago that the La Nina was going to extend. And actually, it kind of got a little stronger, right, than maybe yes. we thought uh, going into this period. It looks like it's going to last all year round. Wow. And it's only done that a few times during, if you look back at history, uh, a few times, but every so often we get these three peats of uh, La Nina, mm. but one lasting through the summer is not a good sign, at least for the southwest and central Rockies and Plains. Uh, it may benefit western Canada. If you recall last year, Canada was hit pretty hard with a lot of wildfires. Yes, they were. June got really hot. Right, and we got the smoke from that here in the east, right? All that stuff was coming east. So on a positive note, they may end up getting a little more moisture later on than Mm. they normally typically get to help them out. But unfortunately, in the southwest, not looking good. I mean, we have 11 uh, uncontained fires right now going on. New Mexico has the most at four. And as the rate, as the pace goes on, we're ahead of pace right now for the year. Uh, we're looking at 25, over 25, close to 26,000 fires already has happened here in 2022. And the normal is not is under 20,000. For the entire year? No, no, up to date. Oh, up, up to, to date. date. So for the normal today would be under 20, and we've already surpassed 25,000, almost 26,000. Exactly. And the acreage right now, we're at about close to 1.5 million. Wow. So, I mean, we're about... 800,000, 900,000 off the pace higher. So we are ahead of pace and we are looking at a big season. Uh, AccuWeather, we're forecasting over 8 million acres to be burned before the year's up. That's uh, incredible. And um, obviously, look, the the life and property situation, um, how many uh, times now have we seen all those devastating pictures of whole communities wiped out? And we're going to probably see more of that. And in these kinds of situations, I'm I'm more concerned about people's health and 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 getting caught in these things because well, you know the explosive nature of them, right? Yeah, I gave you a number of over eight eight million, but that's not the bigger thing. The the big thing is is where these fires occur. Mm. Is it higher population not only for um, their lives and their property, but like you just said, air quality? Mm. I mean, we went through a thing last year where Northern California was really stuck for several months in bad air quality, yep. and it affected people. They they just felt like they should stay home, mm. and it actually affected the local economy. People were not going out. They weren't buying things. They weren't doing anything besides what was going on with COVID. But still, you know, that could happen again, and you know, and especially in the Southwest, which is the most prone right now, 
We may get a little bit of a break from the monsoon season, at least a small area of the country in the southwest, as we get into July, where they get some moisture. So that would be near the Four Corners. Yeah, like yeah. Arizona, New Mexico, right. into Colorado, maybe the basin, which is way below. We know we've seen the stories about Lake Mead in the, in the uh, Colorado Basin, way below normal as far as their uh, river and lake levels go. But the bad thing about that is, is the outer periphery of the monsoon could trigger more fires, the dry lightning storms. Yeah. So like Southern California, maybe up into Oregon, those places, they could actually see the negative side of the monsoon coming on in July. So some positives, some negatives, but more negatives than positives at this point right now. And all of that kind of goes part and parcel with this concern. You know, look, I'm sitting here hacking because I've got this uh, early summer cold because of the change in the seasons daily around here in the Northeast. But, you know, with COVID and there's other respiratory problems going around running rampant. So that uh, situation doesn't bode well for people's pocketbooks, people's safety, people's health overall. And then I want to kind of transition that idea into something that we had touched on when we talked about spring forecasts and going into the summer before, mm -hmm. which is the agricultural concerns with this terrible drought. And we're into that planting season, a lot of places in this uh, late spring, early summer, and we're seeing some issues around the country with uh, problems being able to plant too dry and those kinds of things. So talk a little bit about that, especially as we're all facing tremendous inflation in our costs of things already. You know, California, one of the areas that is, uh, you know, not uh, is very familiar with uh, restrictions and agricultural burden when we were in these drought conditions is only going to be worsened uh, during the course of 2022 with, you know, stronger restrictions on the water supply. So they're going to have a hard time keeping things irrigated. So a lot of our, uh, you know, agriculture from California is going to be hurt from this. And then you extend that out into the plains and parts of the uh, Southwest where they rely on hydroelectric power to manage, you know, a lot of stuff and, 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 and going into that factories and, and all those places are going to be affected. And then you get out into the plains that are still waiting to see what's going to happen to them because they got a mega drought to their west and southwest. Okay, and a lot of heat that could just come right into the plains and cause problems during the middle, the crucial part of the growing season. So we are starting to, to see in the modeling right now a higher risk in the soybean corn area, which prices already are because out of, of political through the roof, right? Through the roof right, right now. Be because uh, we've lost the pipeline from Ukraine and Russia, which we're – you know, the world's breadbasket for the last several years. Yeah, the supply is down, so demand rises, and it will rise if they get stress, especially in the July, early August time period. A crucial period we'll have to watch uh, as far as farming goes and agriculture um, for the Plains and Midwest. Do they get into this heat and dry weather? There's been trends, and we've seen it actually over the last couple of months on some of our past years that we've looked at to forecast have shown dry, dryness and heat coming in the mid to later part of the summer. We're talking with Chief Long Range Forecaster Paul Pasolak, who has been pouring over things. Uh, and, you know, not only are we looking at this, we're also looking at uh, the hurricane situation this time of year. But the thing, too, that this all kind of goes in part and parcel, tremendous heat, dryness, fire situation. Um, another th situation is how will the cost to cool you down and keep you safe from heat-borne illness 
Um, those costs are already skyrocketing with inflation. I just read some conservative estimates of six to ten to fifteen percent higher bills uh, for those of you trying to. So I think this is going to be a big uh, late spring summer situation where people really need to pay attention to the forecast, Paul. When they've got opportunities to let Mother Nature and the weather pattern cool things off a little bit. You may want to think about that and look carefully, and there will be some incursions of cooler air, right? But think about that and look carefully and maybe give the air conditioner a break because you may need it even more just the next couple of days when those temperatures are skyrocketing. So it's going to be a real kind of balancing act for a lot of people who decide, do I turn the air conditioner on and spend that $20 today and turning the air conditioner on, or am I going to pay the $20 for my loaf of bread because I, the, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm being I'm a little you. facetious, but I'm, it's not, it's, it. it's not out of the question right now. Yeah, We're doing it at home right now. We're doing it at home. We're trying to de- determine of our grocery bill, our budget down the road here. Uh, you know, we have a pool that has to be run you know, with electricity, things like that. Uh, we have air conditions units. We don't have central air like some people do. Mm-hmm. We're trying to figure out what, we can do to start saving now because of the fact that we kn- I know what's coming. Now, here in the Northeast, I think it won't be as severe as it will be in the Plains and the Southwest and, of course, out in the West. So let's, let's draw some imaginary lines sure. as people can't look at a map. So I think if you're anywhere from, say, Detroit, Chicago, down in through uh, maybe the Tennessee Valley and then across uh, to the mid-Atlantic and northward, we are going to see some incursions as we normally do in the summer. There may be some periods, I would think, in there that would get pretty toasty for longer periods of time. Yeah, I, I think it's it's kind of one of those summers in that zone you just painted uh, that we see a couple of days where it surges and then it just knocks back down again where – we get a little more comfortable at night. Now, I'm more concerned about the nights yeah. when it comes to oh, this cooling process. I agree because, because uh, so many times in these heat waves, we talk about the daytime temperatures. And what people don't think, like in New York City, if it doesn't go below 75 right. and the dew point is 65, 70, it's stifling and dangerous at night. You can't cool off. There's nothing you can do about it during the day. I mean, look at right now. The sun comes through your car. You're toasting mm. in the car. You right. know, It doesn't matter what the temperature is right. outside. Solar so, energy. So it's like you know, it's the nighttime lows that I want to kind of focus on more because the longer you're drawing power, uh, the more it's going to cost, of course. So uh, do we have more cooler nights? Do we get a a break from time to time? I think you will. In that area you just painted, we'll get those breaks from time to time. And that would go up into the farther into the interior northeast of New England. They they may be very variable. So the worst areas for the longest term Mm -hmm. heat wave potential and, and dangerous problems are uh, as you go Central Plains, so St. Louis. Let's let's start in the, in the near term here. The Southwest, of course, we're seeing surges of heat in there right now. Right into the dry areas of the Western High Plains. Yep. Western Oklahoma, Western Kansas, Western Texas. Gotcha. Do expect this heat to come out not just for like a day or two, but maybe more prolonged periods as we get into the middle of the summer for places like Kansas City. Uh, maybe as far north up to Fargo and those wow. places as well. These these heat waves may get pretty intense based on what's just west of them. Right, and that's our biggest concern right now. Does if it gets into those areas, those bigger cities in the plains and Midwest, that adds to the norm as far as draw 
for cooling you know, power. So. Well, right, because once you warm it up to a place where we are in the solar heat budget cycle, you're not going to have those opportunities in the middle of July and August to get those cooler temperatures. And right. so if you're already exceeding the uh, average highs, uh, it, it can only go up from there. So it's, you know, the atmosphere won't allow itself to necessarily cool down till we get, well, in the Northeast sometimes it feels like October now till right. we're re- ready cool down to... To fall like levels. And the drier and drier it gets, that ground gets harder, the harder it is to cool that, that lower surface. It, it makes it much more difficult. You don't right. have as much moisture in the ground to, to, to allow for that cooling to take place. Kind of that drought begets drought, kind of uh, exactly. the, the old wives' tale. Right. A feedback. Right. So Just as the, a cold or, or a wet, rainy pattern with heat on top of it, it doesn't allow the atmosphere near the surface to get as high or the temperatures as high because the energy is spent evaporating that moisture that's on the ground. If there's no moisture on the ground and it's dry as a bone, there's no, no there's no process that can help you in that situation. And, and the other thing, too, is keep in mind, the the, the folks in the Southwest are gonna, that rely on hydroelectric power to run some of their factories and stuff, they're going to have to rely on other energy and take from other parts of the country and, and lower the supply even more mm. down the road here. So, to cool things in in the Central Plains, you may be affected by what's going on in the Southwest because they are taking some of your supply that you have built up and having to use it because they don't have anything left because the water levels are too low to run the pumps at right. full speed. Yeah. So just keep that in mind. Mm. It's it, you know other parts of the country could be affecting you even though you may have better weather than, than what they're seeing right now. I know this is sounding depressing, but I think it's things that uh, again, as you the consumer, as you the parent, as you uh, the person that has to deal with what's coming this summer. I think you need to have all the tools at your arsenal and all this information to kind of plan ahead, as you said, um, and think about things like. I know some of us, we've gotten spoiled, right? right? And in terms of what we feel is comfortable in our lives. Um, I've done little experiments in my own family with my partner, Joel, and where maybe last year we set the thermometer and the thermostat to start cooling at 76. Mm-hmm. Let's start it at 78 or 80. At least in those scenarios, you may not be getting the temperature down as much, but you're at least trying to dry out that inside, which helps you feel cooler in the long run. Uh, and so those are little things that you can try to do, right? Yeah. And you know, down the road, if you if you can do it, maybe other methods, other ways of of cooling your house, uh, going different directions as far as the process goes, to keep it kind of at a s- steady temp. Yeah, close the windows. I like my car. Right, my car has a climate uh, button. I, I mean, maybe I'm, I'm out of touch on this because <laughs> I got a new car a couple years ago, right? And, and it had climate, and I put the temperature on, and it just stays that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. That was perfect, and it and I never have to adjust it. I never right. have to hit the fan out. Right, right, right. It does stuff. it for you. If you can find means of that way, I think you're going to save. You're going to see in the in the long run, you're going to save money. The people like me that still has air conditions in the house, you're turning them on, you're turning them off. You're turning them on, you're turning them off. It's probably better to go the other route, central air, those kind of things, uh, pumps, 
uh, you name it. I think that's something for the future that people should be thinking. Uh, thinking about closing curtains as you leave, yes. and and so that solar energy doesn't come through the window and make even more warmth well, inside my, your room. If you're my daughter, who's already like a vampire, she keeps <laughs> her she's a teenager. She's right. got the she's got the shades right. already down. But yeah, you, that's right. Uh, you know, trying to, during the day, you know, close the shades a little bit, keep the heat down. A lot of us have uh, finished basements that necessarily we don't spend a lot of time in, but maybe that's a situation that you think about this. Uh, summer that you know you may want to spend the afternoon down in the basement where it's naturally cooler anyway that's where i spend a lot of my time (laughs) in the summer it's it's down in the basement underneath the ground a little bit so uh that works out there's a lot of things you can do and you can you can google a lot of stuff here at AccuWeather. i'm sure we have a lot of tips on that definitely and uh you know it's just you got to do what you got to do i mean it's it's time to start thinking about these things we're kind of in a period of extremes um there are things going on right now that we can't you know, we can and we can't, um, you know, control. Right. Like the atmosphere, the geopolitical situation and exactly. things that you and I can't control. Right. But knowing what's coming down the pike and using the tools that we give you on AccuWeather.com, our app and those things, you can do planning for your own personal situation in those. And if you believe there's not much changes going on in our climate, Google the sites that have Lake Mead. Take a look at what's going on mm. there. Lake, Lake Powell. Look what's going on. It is serious. It's dire down there. That's it, it, They're in fear every year of what kind of wildfire season they're going to have in these places. And that's terrible to be every year. I mean, it's it's serious. Paul, thanks for all your hard work and your teams. And we'll keep on this and, and talk about this as we go through the rest of the spring and summer. Very important information here from Everything Under the Sun. Thanks. Thank you. You can follow Paul on his Twitter feed and also get access to his long-range podcast with our friend Joe Lundberg. And his Twitter handle is his name, Paul Paslock, P-A-U-L-P-A-S-T-E-L-O-K. And we'll talk to Paul as we go through the rest of the summer and keep you updated on all these uh, thoughts about the long-range forecast. We're going to go into the short term in terms of talking about the weather for this upcoming weekend and week beyond with senior meteorologist Brett Anderson. When we come back, this is Everything Under the Sun from AccuWeather.com. Stay up to date on the latest weather conditions with the AccuWeather app. And if you want hyper-local alerts down to your neighborhood or street address, Upgrade to Premium Plus to unlock AccuWeather alerts. Enhance your safety today with Premium Plus. And welcome back to Everything Under the Sun from AccuWeather.com. As we get ready for this weekend and the week beyond, we're joined by meteorologist Brett Anderson out here on the floor at AccuWeather. And as we drop this uh, podcast on Friday first, you know, Brett, picking up on some of the things that Paul and I had just talked about in the opening Rays of Focus segment with the really big concerns about wildfire and drought and all of the problems that this heat and uh, lack of rain in a lot of the country will cause when we're talking about agriculture and energy and costs, especially as we deal with this uh, impending inflation that keeps getting worse and worse. I wanted to have you on because, you know, you showed us uh, yesterday in the office this uh, survey that has been going on and look at the last 20 years in terms of droughts across the United States. And some things have really come to bear in terms of uh, what we're seeing in terms of long-term drought that uh, continues to build in and bake in, maybe not as many droughts out west. And then flash droughts or quick droughts that we've been seeing off and on in the eastern part of the country. And so that's kind of interesting stuff and especially relates to what we're seeing here in uh, 2022. Yeah, we've been seeing certainly flash droughts in the Carolinas in recent time. Uh, In the east, though, again, 
I think the reason why we're seeing more droughts in the east compared to the west because the droughts in the west it's just one big drought right and you have multiple smaller droughts in the east so that's what we're seeing here and this is a study over the past 20 years so it really shows the contrast out west the droughts are getting very long in duration and they're extreme so you don't have as many but there's these long duration droughts especially in california right through texas right up and through the rockies and obviously as you said that's increasing the fire threat as you go into the southern states, we're not necessarily seeing drier a drier climate, but we are seeing more flash droughts, shorter-term droughts, which are certainly causing some problems, but nothing compared to what we're dealing with out in the west. But as this map does show, we can see Texas right through the Carolinas, uh, the number of droughts over the past 20 years, much higher compared to the southwestern part of the country. If you'd like to see this study, Brett posted it on his Twitter account, which is Brett A. WX, as we tell you often, uh, WX is our kind of shorthand in the office and around the industry of weather. So Brett Anderson Weather, Brett AWX is the Twitter handle. And Brett, what a wild week here, uh, severe weather. And I uh, look back at what happened on Thursday in the middle of the country with that MCC that just would not quit. In fact, it made its own uh, system that uh, fed on itself, created uh, at least one tornado uh, confirmed in the St. Louis area. And as we're dropping this midday on Friday, that spin is going through the state of Pennsylvania. It's going to create uh, already some severe thunderstorms as we head through the day. It's also the leading edge of this extremely hot and humid air that is going to bring suddenly summer to a lot of places along the I-95 corridor that, you know, New York has not been to 90 since August of last calendar year. And it looks like at least one, if not both of those days, will get it. Uh, even a place like Boston, which is tough to get to 90 this time of year because of the colder waters, um, it looks like, it's, I think, to me, especially Sunday is the day that they have their 90 plus and, and the real feels 100 or so. So uh, it's going to be challenging. And the biggest problem I see from this is the lack of cooling Saturday night. So uh, especially in the big cities, it is, it's going to, these are the times in it. And, you know, it looks like most heat illness related deaths uh, happen in, in nighttime hours when people can't cool down during the day. Yeah. And a lot of people uh, probably don't have their air conditioners in their windows yet. Uh, it's, it's it's so early. So that's something you also got to think about here. A lot of homes are not going to be cooled Saturday night. And with the increased humidity, uh, I'm talking in these cities, temperature is going to be struggling to get below 70 degrees with higher humidity. And that's just going to set up Sunday to cook once again, especially along the I-95 corridor. And as you said, uh, Dean, uh, with the front coming in from the west, places like Boston, yeah, you're going to tend to have more of a southwesterly wind on Sunday compared to more of a subtly wind on Saturday. So, yeah, I would agree with you. Boston has their best chance of really cooking on Sunday. But as you can see, we're looking at real field temperatures 100 to 105 Boston right down through D.C. Yeah, I think it's going to be a, a, a tough one. And, and certainly what is kind of amazing is we're talking about this heat surge in the east and we're talking about snow in Denver that's falling. And that cool air will start to push into the Northern Plains and then the Great Lakes. In fact, you know, places like Chicago and Detroit, after cooking for a couple of days up in the low to mid 80s, we're going to have an unseasonably cool stretch. I mean, uh, Chicago, uh, 
won't get out of the 50s at the lakefront for a couple of yeah. days, right? It's been a crazy spring, really. Just uh, things you don't see too often here. So, yeah, we're going to cool down dramatically once again. Now, as that air mass works farther to the east, uh, again, early next week into the northeast, going to lose some punch a bit. So, yes, we're going to cool down dramatically, but not like what you s- we're seeing out across the central part of the country here. But, yeah, just crazy stuff. What does the west do after this cool shot in the snow in Denver? How do they uh, behave as we get into the early part just, of next just week? Just dry across the southwest. We don't really see any moisture out there. Uh, temperature is probably fairly close to normal, but, again, they need the rain. I don't see really any significant rain uh, across the southwest. Just uh, as an overview, as we talked to uh, Paul, you know, I, I'm very concerned about uh, people's health and people's uh, pocketbooks as we go into the summer. It's going to be a long, hot summer for a lot of people, and the costs of energy are sky high, and it's uh, it's going to be a challenge for people. There maybe have to be some decisions made, whether you cool your house or, or what, what you buy and what you do. Yeah, and then uh, I was also reading about the, uh, the power grid. Uh, may be having issues uh, this year, especially from Texas right up through the Midwest. So if we get a lot of heat waves here, uh, there may be some power cuts. So that's something else to be uh, very concerned about here as we get into the heart of the summer, no doubt. Well, we'll certainly keep everybody up to date from AccuWeather.com. Brett, thanks for your time. Sure. In addition to looking at Brett Anderson's Twitter feed for that study that's done by the National Centers for Environmental Information, or NCEI, we're going to put that uh, link down in our notes section in our podcast so you can check there. And it's a very interesting study to look at that situation. Friends, appreciate Brett's help and appreciate Paul Paslock. And we appreciate you, our listeners of Everything Under the Sun, as we appreciate our hundreds of team members who work so hard to weatherproof your life every day. One more spring episode here coming up next week, and then we'll turn the calendar to meteorological summers. We start June the following week. We'll be talking about gardening and astronomy and everything else that uh, you are interested in. If you have a comment or a suggestion about our podcast, certainly we'll take that at our email address, podcast at AccuWeather.com, and we appreciate all of the information and suggestions that we get from you, our great listeners. For all of us, including our executive producers, Ken Prell and Andrew Robb, I'm Dean DeVore. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you next week as we wrap up our spring series on everything under the sun from AccuWeather.com. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Be sure to subscribe to, rate, and review Everything Under the Sun on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And of course, if you have an idea for a future podcast, just email us at accuweather.podcast at accuweather.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.